Hello and hi. Welcome back to my podcast. Um, today we are finally, finally, we are going to be talking about a book I've read. Now, I've read quite a lot of books in my whole lifetime so far, and I mean, I've got so many books that I'm yet to read um, on my bookshelf, but I will get to them. I shall get to them. Don't worry, bank accounts. You didn't spend money for no reason. And because the thing is, right, when it comes to books, right, when I think about books or when I remember books, I can really love a book, but then I just, I don't remember the order that things happen in. Like, the order, I really, when I be telling people about a book, right, I'll be like, yeah, so this happened and this happened. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Something very important happened back, back, back then when, <laughs> but I forgot to mention it. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with some of the shorter books I've read because I sort of remember, and I guess sometimes the order doesn't matter um, with some books. But I'm going to start off with some of my shorter books. Um, and today... We are going to be talking about the book Kim Ji Young, born nineteen eighty two, by Cho Nam Ju. Right. So this particular book, it's really short. I read this like within a day. Um, literally just sat down and just read it. Um, and it is as a woman is. It is one of the most relatable books I've ever seen. Not in the sense that I've experienced every single thing in this book, but it is part of the female experience. Like, being a woman, being a girl, (laughs) this is it. And the fact that it is universal. Because I remember when I was buying this book, I was going to buy a book because I'd left my book at home. Right, I was gonna I forgot what I was reading, but I left it at home and I was like, I really want to read a book. Let me go and find one of those short books that they had on the shelves in Waterstones. And I picked it up and the book lady was like, Yep. Book's gonna make you angry. You're gonna feel it in your bones. And you know, I was like, Okay, let's read it. I'm ready to be triggered. Um, and yeah, this episode has a trigger warning, I can't even lie, because the book deals with mental health and I feel like people should just be ready, you know, ready for some dabulation into that sort of topic. Um, and yeah, let's just dive right into it. Now, the book starts, so, oh yeah, oh yeah, hello, hello, hi. <laughs> it's also a spoiler, um, well, <laughs> Actually, yeah, let me read the blurb first. (laughs) So that if you want to read it before listening or whatever, or, you know, um, you have a bit of a synopsis. So the back says, Kim Ji-young is a girl born to a mother whose in-laws wanted a boy. Kim Ji-young is a sister made to share a room while her brother gets one of his own. Kim Ji-young is a daughter whose father blames her when she gets harassed at night. Kim Ji-young is a model employee who gets overlooked for promotion. Kim Ji-young is a wife who gives up her career and independence for a life of domesticity. I think that's how you say it. Goodness me. 
Kim Ji-young has started acting strangely. Kim Ji-young is depressed. Kim Ji-young is mad. Kim Ji-young is her own woman. Kim Ji-young is every woman. And every woman she is. And like I said, this is not like, oh yeah, I've experienced every single thing that's happened in this book. But it's just, you you probably know a friend or somebody in your life that's experienced something in this book. Some, like... Oh, guaranteed you know someone <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and so this book is a korean book i never read a korean book i don't think so this book was written in korean um in korea i guess as well and it was translated by jamie chang so the thing is right with this book is that um there were some things that I didn't understand because I guess there were like Korean specific things that I guess uh, I can't explain it. But there were certain things which if a person who has Korean heritage would read it, they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like sort of like it sort of just clicks with you. Right. Just like when I read some Nigerian books, there's some things right that I that some people might not understand, but I've probably heard it somewhere or seen it on TV or some Nollywood movie somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just sort of just clicks you know you just read it so yeah there were some bits where I was kind of like okay there's a bit of like not language it's not a language barrier well I guess a language barrier or a culture barrier um in some sense but I really enjoyed the book it did its job um (laughs) I felt the book quite a bit was it an emotional read for me I didn't you know I didn't like feel sad I mean I felt more angry I sort of heard like yeah this is this is this is exactly what happens, <laughs> like, and it sucks, especially when you live in a world where a lot of the people that you might talk to, um, might just fully disregard what you're saying and say no, that doesn't happen, but you know, or maybe maybe it's not that, maybe it's this, all that kind of stuff, you know. But you know what? Let's just dive into the book. So, yeah, the book sort of starts off with, um, Kim Ji Young you know, this is 2015, um, I'm just going to check, she is in her 30s, uh, and she's been married for three years now, right, and, you know, yeah, she's been married for three years, she's living her married life, and basically, she starts acting odd, right, in the words of her in-laws, right, her in-laws are, are like, I think she was at a dinner or something with her in-laws, right, because they never go to her parents' place, they go to his parents' place every single time, almost every time, um, as you do. And she, I think the in-laws um, wanted her to do something and she was like, no. <laughs> uh, she was, And it was something, and the reason why they say that she was acting odd was because it's something that she would never do usually. She would never say such a thing usually. And the, I mean, even her husband was like, oh my God, like darling you're acting odd he he, it's not like he didn't agree with her actually he did agree his parents were asking something and I forgot what they were asking but they were asking of something that was like you know oh I think she was also saying like you know why can't I see my parents you know um it's not fair and the in-laws were huh how dare you actually speak back to us how dare you right and I mean her husband was like you know what I agree but don't say out loud darling like and he was concerned because he had noticed that she's been behaving a bit 
differently to what she usually does, right? And, you know, he tells his parents, oh, she's unwell, I'm going to take her home now, blah, blah, blah. He just tries to, like, you know... <laughs> and the parents are like, yeah, I thought so. Like, God, it's not cool. Anyway, so then she gets... um not admitted what do you call it like she i think she signs up for therapy right so she meets a therapist and she starts giving her life story oh yeah and it starts off from when she is born right and the book goes in chapters it goes um autumn 2015 and then it goes to childhood uh, 1982 to 1994 adolescence 1995-2000 early adulthood 2001-2011 to and then marriage 2012-2015 to and then you get to 2016 right so what happened was she was born right she has an older sister and she is born. Her parents oh, disappointed. Oh God, her grandma or her grandparents on her dad's side are extremely disappointed. Why can't you have a boy yet? What's wrong with you? What's going on here? Huh? What What was a girl gonna do? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> get a boy next time. You know. And you know. Kim Jong is born and they try again and it is a girl um well whilst whilst her mum is pregnant I guess they're like well we can't have another girl <laughs> absolutely not what, what, what is that and they decide to not have that girl anymore so they terminate the pregnancy so then they get pregnant again. <laughs> and, whoa, y'alls, they had a boy. Oh, yes, as you should. As you should. Sarcasm. Um, and, of course, Grandma is elated. Oh, God. Oh, goodness me. And Kim Ji-young sees this. I can't remember how many years older she is than her brother, but she is old enough to notice. And, and the fact that she's telling this to her therapist, right? She says, oh, you know, I noticed that... I, well, I, you know, she noticed that the pregnancy that with, with the daughter was not... was no more. And now there's a son and everyone's celebrating, you know, um, in a way that she's never seen before. You know, um, she noticed how her grandmother would treat her brother versus her and her sister. She says that even though she and her sister were the older siblings, or, you know... They had to share a room whilst he got his own room. And some might say, oh, yeah, it's because, um, you know, it's not because of the gender. It's because, um, like, he's a boy and they're girls. But they're children. (laughs) They're they're, they're little kids. You know what I mean? They were literally literally children. 
So it was not, they were not at an age where it's so important to have separate rooms. And that was the thing. It was, it was not just that, it was the way that they had food, you know, they would make their favourite food for him, whilst they just got, you know, whatever the parents wanted to give them and all that kind of stuff. Um, All that kind of stuff. So... Also, one thing that she noticed about her grandmother, which was, um, I think, even you, I can relate, not personally, but as in, like, in my own culture, like, in Nigerian culture, even other cultures generally, right, was that her, her grandmother on her dad's side seemed to sort of give her son too much credit. And I say this, I think there was one example where the... The, her mum cooked some food, literally cooked it. She cooked food. She put it in front of the grandma. And the grandma says, oh, my God, my son made me food. And I'm thinking, ah. You literally saw, did, did, you, did you teach your son to cook? That you're saying that your son, that your son made you food. <laughs> like, what on earth? But, yeah, it was things like that, right? So, clearly boys are favoured clearly right from from the get-go of the book so she then talks about her school life and i'm skipping quite a bit of stuff but i'm just talking about things that i've you know sort of just stuck out to me she was in school and there was this notorious flasher (laughs) right there was this man that basically would wear a trench coat or something and just flash um, women for his own weird um, desires, right? And, of course, these are not consenting women. These are, well, these are girls, actually, not other women. Well, I think he would do it to other women, but he would also do it to school girls because she was in school. And it was a problem. And the school was not doing much about it. They were just sort of like, well, face your books, face face in one direction go home like you know just go you know good school go home if you behave nothing will happen to you but these kids these girls were getting um flashed so this one girl she described i think she was like the school bully or something like that right she catches that man oh yeah she be sure the they, they grab him yeah and they beat him beat him give good beatings and they drag him to the police station. <laughs> they drag him to the police station. And of course, he's apprehended because loads of people are bloody... People have been complaining about this man. This man This man is a menace to society. He's a criminal. You know? And guess what had happened? The school decided to punish the girls that had caught the said... Um, uh, flasher right they punished them by saying that they well look the girl they shouldn't have done they shouldn't have you know caught him like not as in like oh you should let him go but they just said you should have let us deal with it you should have let the, the police deal with it and of course the school bully's like but we told you and you didn't do anything we literally caught this man and we're getting punished for it like, this guy's been flashing people. He's been showing his ding-dong to children, to women. And we're going to punish for it? Really? So that was something that she um, she faced. Now, another thing that she faced was 
when she was going home from school one day and this boy, I, I think it was a boy that liked her. I, I really can't remember. Look, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. You know, you've got to read to find out, you know. And, um, yeah, this boy, I guess she liked him or she didn't like him. I can't remember. But this boy had had, had his eye on her, I think. And I guess he, you know, said, hi, hello, um, I like you. And she was like, oh, and, uh-huh, thank you, but I need to go home. And he sort of started to get a bit, like no like i came to talk to you uh, and i know us london girls can relate see i know us london girls can relate you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about he says oh yeah i came to talk to you you have the audacity to tell me that you're going home how dare you how dare you absolutely not and he's like you're handling her oh yeah he wants to snatch her away carry her somewhere her dad now comes, because I think he, I think her dad, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I think her dad um, usually picked her up from school. So she's obviously like, oh, my God, daddy, please, hello, hi, right? And he's like, what's going on here? And she's like, oh, my God, that guy, like, he, he was basically harassing her, like, he was fully, fully harassing her, right? And this is at night, right? <sighs> the dad says, oh, he was harassing you, yeah? Okay, damn. He slaps her. Hey! I was like, eh? What? Oh, he slaps her. Oh, he slaps her. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? He said, what? Yeah, it's because you're, you're, you're here, John. That's why, you, that's, why you, that's why he's harassing you. Why wouldn't he harass you? Look at the way you're dressing in your uniform. Hi? You see? Your cousin needs people to, to look at you. Behave yourself, otherwise it'll happen again. Basically, it was just victim shaming her, bruv. Basically, victim blaming. Boom. That's that's point blank and period. That's really what it was. And I know, and 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 I know that we've we we've we've seen it in real life. I know that we've seen it in real life. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Maybe not each person individually, personally, but I know we've heard someone say some stupidness like that. I know if you're watching the news and something happens, somebody around is like, oh, what was she wearing? What did she do wrong? Why did she do that? Why did she do this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was infuriated by that. Because the thing is, though, it, it, I, I, I felt hurt. I felt hurt because it was her own dad. And a lot of the time in... In different like uh, contexts, sometimes it's the people that cl- that are closest to you that disappoint you so much. I can only imagine how disappointed she felt because she was so happy to see that her dad had finally come, right? And obviously, uh, the whole topic of having to have a man there to feel safe is a <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole thing it's a whole thing. Maybe I'll touch on it. I don't know. Um, she was so relieved that her dad was there to finally get this man to go away this boy to go away and he then shoves it in her face smacks him in the mouth with it literally and says that's your fault can you imagine that i can't even i can't even 
And I'm sure there are instances that are even, well, I don't want to say more serious because everything is serious, but you know what I mean, like more sort of serious where there are people that have experienced abuse of some sort, you know, and the parent blames them or doesn't believe them. And you feel, and initially you'd feel so relieved that, oh my God, yes, they've seen, they know now. They will do something about it. And then they turn around and slap you in the face. Literally, or with their words, or with their actions, right? They might still invite that person around. They might just say, I don't believe you. They might say, it is your fault. They might say, oh, you know, why why are you stealing my man from me? Why are you stealing this from me? Why are you doing that? Why are you making problems, you know? Anyway, sorry, I'm divulging, I'm divulging. Is it divulging? I am... Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, of course, she was... Uh, she was she was really upset by that, of course. And so you can see these things are building up, right? And I'm going to skip to when she's sort of in uni slash just finished uni, right? I think she started dating her current husband right but she started dating him i think just before she finished uni i can't remember but yeah um as you know it was like he's a good guy you know he's all right <laughs> you know what i'm saying um she she loves him a lot and yeah she starts doing her job interviews and she very quickly realizes that the big companies are not going to hire her very quickly, she realizes that because they, yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. Um, so she f- puts her focus in some smaller companies because she's very. Int- I forgot what she's into. I think she's into marketing or something like that. She likes marketing, like toys and things like that, uh, like toy companies. So she decides to go for some smaller companies. And the common thing in all of these interviews that she goes to is that. To the women, they ask different questions, right? And it's not even the question of, like, oh, are you married? Well, I guess, I would assume, because, I'm, you know, it happens here as well, where they ask you, well, not that they shouldn't anymore, but, you know, <laughs> some dodgy places will be like, are you married? Are you have kids? Are you going to have kids? Blah, 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 <laughs> you know? Um, but they ask her things like... So, okay, no, let me actually frame it like this. So she goes to an interview, right? <laughs> And there was her and there was another girl, I think. And they asked those two only, right? Um, Let's do a scenario. A client comes in, right? He comes in, because of course it's a he. <laughs> um, he comes in and he wants to, you know, have a meeting, blah, blah, blah. He then touches you. And I forgot, but basically, the touch is inappropriate, right? He touches you inappropriately, right? What do you do? And I think one of the girls um, said, "Um, well, (laughs) I'll tell him to stop it because why is he touching me like that? I mean, of course, is is that not supposed to be the answer? Is that not supposed to be the answer? (laughs) Because me and myself, I'll be like, ah. But then, of course... When I when I bring myself to real life, right? I'm not saying that this has happened or this will happen, right? But I'm sure 
when you bring yourself back to reality we learn very quickly okay maybe not with this kind of thing but even with a lot of other things just like if someone annoys you at work someone does this you don't automatically react in a way that you would be thinking in your head like in your head you'd be like oh i'll tell them this i'll tell them that i'll slap them i'll do that uh 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 yeah when you're at work you'd be like okay i don't like that i'm just going to keep it pushing won't say anything mm, be professional right and and i think a lot of the time unfortunately that same thing happens when it comes to sexism at work you can't just be like uh uh-uh, uh what did you just say to me because then the, because your bosses are the, are the people that are doing it to you so what now you know so and it's so scary it's so sad and that's basically what's happened here she said well of course i'd be like what the hell are you doing what's he get off me and the girl was like okay hmm so then she asked kim jong and i forgot what kim jong said i think she just said oh she wouldn't say anything she just um well she would um oh what did she say i forgot what she said but they both didn't get the job right which could have been down to so many things but she definitely thinks that the other girl did not get the job because of her answer for sure absolutely for sure right um so then she finally actually she finally lands a job in a company that she likes she likes the company and it's hard work because you know she's um she's she's there she has to get coffee for everyone um you know it's just tough you know when you're junior i guess that happens everywhere um well i feel like it happens less now um i can't speak for every sort of organization or or sector or country blah 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 i can't speak for everything but i don't think it happens as much it doesn't happen as much now as it did before um because people are like yo you can't be <laughs> you can't be doing that bro <laughs> is he your errand boy or did he come to do a job um but yeah so she's collecting coffee and she's it's stressful because she has to do that plus her work but she's encouraged because she sees there's this woman that is like a manager like manager role and she's there she's like you know what that means it's possible for me it's possible you know and she put like she she and this other girl they're working hard they were they were, they were doing everything they'll they'll do up like over and beyond, right. So I guess word comes through that there was like a promotion on the way, right? I guess a rumor. I don't know, but she and her other female colleague, um, get told that oh here's a project. It's a really hard project. We really want you to work on this project. We want to you know push you let's do this and she's like oh my god yes this means that they've seen our hard work and we're getting prepped for a promotion right so she's excited with this woman she's oh my gosh she's like yes you know what it's gonna be hard work but it's gonna be worth it because they can see our talents so they're working on this at this extra project it's extra work it's more work it's more responsibility right it's more hours and (laughs) they're doing their thing now, when the promotion results come up, lo and behold, they did not get the promotion. It was their male colleagues, so there were two male colleagues that started at the same time. They weren't working as hard. They did not do the extra work, like the extra projects thing, that challenging project. Um, <laughs> but they got the promotion, right? So... So, and know some of you guys will be like, oh, it's not gender. It's not gender. It's not... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Ciao. 
so then I think she asked her manager, she's obviously distraught, she's like, I've worked my ass off all this time. Why haven't I got the promotion? <laughs> like, what's going on? And I guess the manager, the, the female manager, is like, oh, I know, it sucks. Basically, what happened was, is that they didn't want to stress those guys out before they had their promotion so they got you to to do the tough project so that the boys could sort of just I guess chill before not chill you know but basically not be burnt out before they get their promotion which is a new um set of responsibilities and challenges and Kim Ji Young is like what she says of course she's upset she's like she's fuming I'm fuming for her Ah, because I'm thinking, so so you you give them, you basically give them work holiday. So the holiday now work. Before they, they had a jubilee holiday at work. And then now they're going to get promotion. Whilst I've been busting my ass. Busting my ass. Working. On a Friday afternoon. At this job. Uh-uh. And now I don't get a promotion. You burnt me out and I'm going to continue working. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, what happens next, right? She gets married and, you know, she's living her, you know, her best married life. You know, husband's nice, whatever. He's, you know, he's not one of those, like, well, he's a decent husband. He helps her with, you know, all that kind of stuff. They share things quite equally, I guess. You know, they make it work until pregnancy, pregnancy, preg, preg, preg. Pregnancy, oh yeah. Pregnancy comes around. Oh yeah, she has. There's a joy inside her stomach. Oh yeah. But now. The inevitable question, of. What we're going to do? Like, what's the next step? How how are we going to, fit our life? Or how is this child going to fit in our lives? Or how are we going to fit our lives around the child? That kind of thing. And they, I think they calculate it all and they can't really afford childcare like that, right? Because, yeah, they earn okay, but childcare's expensive. Gosh. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's why people, that's why people in the UK, they get, um, they get fun, like, people get money so they, so they can have childcare so that they can work. So they can, <laughs> Bro, it's expensive. It's not cheap. Because someone is literally looking after your kid all day. And it's not like school where it's like, oh, you just give them work. It's like, you're actually looking after them. So it's expensive, right? And, um, <laughs> and you know what? I get, I, I get what Kim Ji Young is saying. I get it. Because the husband says, oh, babe. I, he said, oh, babe, um, don't worry about it, you know? Um, I could just, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't have to worry about working, you know, you don't, well, I'll be okay, um, I've got this, like, let me actually try and find it, give me a second, okay, so I found it, okay, so yeah, so he's, she's, like, trying to tell him, right, like, yo, we don't have time for this, you know what I mean, sorry, um, I, you know, I, even then, I've actually made a mistake, they were not pregnant yet, <laughs> so, sorry, sorry about that, um, they weren't pregnant yet. But the the question of pregnancy sort of came up like, hey, sh- we should probably have a baby. Husband is like, yeah, let's have a baby because, you know, we're not getting any younger. And she's trying to explain like, yo, we well, don't have time to have kids because <laughs> I've got work, you got work. And he was kind of like, oh, 
I'll help out. I'll change the nappies, do the feedings and boil the baby grows. Ji Young explained to the best of her ability how she felt. Anxious as to whether she would be able to keep her career after having a baby. Guilt over already thinking about having someone else to look after their child. Dayhun listened attentively and, and nodded at the appropriate moments, meaning that he probably was not bloody listening. Um, and he said, still, think about what you'll be gaining, not just what you'll be giving up. Think, uh, think how meaningful and moving it is to be a parent. And if we really can't find someone to look after our child, worst case scenario, don't worry about quitting your job. I'll take care of us. I won't ask you to go out and make money. And she says, and what will you be giving up, Oppa? What? You said, don't just think about what I'll be giving up. I'm putting my youth, health, job, colleagues, social networks, career plans and future on the line. No wonder all I can think about are the things I'm going to give up. But what about you? What do you lose by gaining a child? Me? Well, I... Things won't be the same for me either. I won't get to see my friends as often because I'll have to come home early. I'll feel bad about attending business dinners or working late. It'll be tough to come home and help out with the chores after working all day. And besides, you know, I'll have you and our child. Financial support. As the head of the household, financial support. That's a huge responsibility. Sorry, I had to do it. (laughs) She tried not to react emotionally to his words. But it was difficult. Of course it was. His list of potential losses seemed like such a trifle compared to to the way her life would be thrown off course. You're right. Raising a child will be hard for you too. But I have a job because it's fun and I enjoy it. The work and making money, not because Oppa wants me to go out and make money. As she tried, sorry, as hard as she tried not to, she couldn't help feeling like she was bargaining something away. And yeah, that was the frustration. A lot of the time, we hear guys say, "Oh, you know, I, you know, I wanna, I wanna, you know, look after my woman," which is all fair. It's all fair and good. But it sort of, I think even with how we grow up or how um, the media puts it sometimes, or even how guys talk to us, it's almost like <laughs> the reason why we're working is because we don't have a man. <laughs> but a lot of the time, it's, bro, it's because I want, because it's my dream. <laughs> my dream is to be a teacher. My dream is, to be a, is a, to be a football player. My dream is to be a scientist. My dream is to be a pilot. My dream is to be a nursery worker. I didn't do it because I don't have a man. What an assumption, right? And of course, and look, <laughs> so there's some girls out there, kudos to them, you know what I'm saying? That they are working until they get a man. They're only working because they don't have a man. And that's on period. It's all about choices. But to have that assumption of, oh, don't worry, I won't make you go out and make money. Well, I, she was working the job before you guys got married. What is your point? Right? And of course, she felt like and and that that line she felt like she was bargaining something away it has many meanings i guess right and this is sort of where um it starts to decline right she 
starts acting a bit weird she starts saying oh i'm this person and i can't remember i think she's like oh i'm this person oh my god like you know she's not acting like this friend of hers that she had back in the day it's like oh yeah like where are we gonna go and the, the, um, the husband is like oh my god like yo no you're kim ji young what, you, what are you saying like you know and she's at home like fully looking after the daughter that they later have and yeah she you know she's it's, it's okay but of course it's not like who she thought she would be you know you can't be a working mum, just like you are a working father. Some of you, some of you are not really been doing the fathering, but anywho, um, anyway, child, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, she's working hard, and yeah. So now we sort of come full circle, and we are here where she starts acting odd, and her husband's concerned. Even she sort of starts to realize that she's acting a bit off. And she goes to see a therapist. And the therapist is now listening, you know, to all of this, to what led her to meet him. And, of course, he, he's he's talking to himself in the book. He's like, oh, I feel so bad for her. This is horrible. Like, it's, it's you know, he's talk, I think he's talking to his wife or talking to his secretary or something like that, saying, oh, you know, it's really sad that people still are treated like this. Like, this is the reality of Korea, you know, how women are treated. And <sighs> check this. He then goes to, you know, he's in his office and I guess he, he gets told that, um, oh, um, his secretary, I think, his secretary is on maternity leave and she'll be back up, blah, blah, blah. And... <laughs> uh, oh, God. He was like, what, what did he say? Let me even go get it. He said, even the best female employees can cause many problems if they don't have the childcare issue taken care of. I'll have to make sure her replacement is unmarried. And that's how the book ends. <laughs> hey, this guy was, was doing ally. He was, he, was like, he was like, I'm an ally. I'm the feminist ally. Oh, yeah. I'm for intersectionality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, y'all, y'all people cause too many problems. So um, yeah, y'all women crazy. So I need to get an unmarried woman. I'm sorry. Uh uh-uh. uh, like <laughs> when the book ended, I literally was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, scares me. What on earth? Is that? Like, like I was just like, but it's the reality of things, right? Yeah, but there are many guys out there that will feel sorry. They say, "Oh, sorry." Even women actually as well. Like there are many business owners out here that will say, "Oh, you know, they feel bad," but they will still be part of the problem. They'll be still they'll still be part of the reason why there are women that go to interviews without wearing their wedding ring because that can actually reduce their chances of getting employed. And many of you will be like, "Oh, yeah, but it's business." Oh yeah. Okay, well, when something happens that you care about and it's business, you will not. Uh, you'll start screaming. You'll start screaming if it's something that you care about. Oh yeah. Anywho, that's another. That's another discussion that we're gonna have, at a, at another time, right? At another. At a whole another time. Thank you. Um, but. Yeah, that is the book Kim Ji Young. It was sort of a chaotic explanation of the book. Um, I really enjoyed it. I would rank it probably three and a half stars out of five because I guess because it was a short book. Um, well, no, actually, I liked it because it was a short book and it got straight to the point of what 
the issue was. Um, 3.5 because I, I guess I was not like... <gasps> my heart was not like... You know, um, like some other books I, I have. Um, I guess... Yeah, I guess that's really it. Yeah, I really like the book. I really re- recommend anyone to read it. I actually really recommend men to read feminist literature like this, right? Because this is not it's not even pushing forward an idea. It's literally telling you what life is like. It's it's an autobiography in a sense, right? Or not a biography even, right? But a fake one, right? That's it. <laughs> it's literally just saying what her life is. She's just saying, this is what happened this day. That's what happened. This is how it made me feel. This is what happened. And that's what happened this day. Like, you know, and I really recommend everybody, especially men, to read feminist text um, like this or any feminist text um, because it really broadens your horizon. Because a lot of the time, um, people who aren't in a situation find it hard to even try and relate because they will never, ever go through such a thing because of those reasons right a man will never ever go through something because he's a woman you know what i mean just like some like you know there's certain things that you can't live through if it's not you it's not your life it's not your experience right and it's good to read or listen or watch um things that demonstrate that so you can open your horizons right um so yeah i think it's it's a really w- well written book. Get straight to the point. Um, unlike me. <laughs> um, anyway, stay tuned for my next episode. Um, and I shall see you guys later. Au revoir. Mm-hmm.